On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. What makes Smart Food so smart? It's Air Pop Popcorn, tossed in white cheddar cheese, only 70 calories per cup. A notorious black bag of popcorn deliciousness. You are what you eat. Welcome to the Smart Club. Shop now at snacks.com. It's whenever you're listening to this, and you know what that means. It's time for the WrestleWolf Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Damien Gibson, and joining me is the man who, when he speaks, the neckbeards listen. It's the king of marks. It's Paulie T. How are you, Paulie? I'm very well, dude. I uh, had the pleasure of uh, being away from away from inside my home and out in a, a crowd of people enjoying live music for the first time in a long time over the weekend. I was so happy. And you went to that uh, anti-vax rally in Canberra, right? That's where you <laughs> You got me. Uh, no, no, no. I went, I went to a music festival uh, up, uh, up near the border of, um, of uh, New South Wales and Victoria and uh, had, had an absolute ball. So being up there for the weekend, I totally missed seeing Rampage. Uh, so I'm, I'm a bit, um, I'm a bit on the outer of uh, of, of content uh, over the over the last few days. Well, Rampage was very good. There probably isn't a huge amount to go over it. Um, uh, anyway, uh, some of the bands that were playing at Riverboats that we might know. Well, there was uh, Baker Boy. Um, okay. Boy and Bear, uh, Sarah Blasco. Ooh. Ooh, I like Sarah Blasco. Uh, Vicar and Linda, um, mm-hmm. Weddings, Parties, Anything. Holy shit. Custard. Oh, I love Custard. Uh, I did know that you'd seen Custard because you sent me through a video <laughs> with our good friend David Griffiths on lead guitar, oh, if you're listening, Dave. <laughs> absolutely. It was, uh, as he said, spooky, the resemblance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, there were no, 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 a few people asked me as, 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 as they often do after an event like that, you know, what were your highlights? And it's like, I, I, I can't pick one. Just actually being there was yeah. the highlight. It was so good. It just really lifted my spirits to be out into, in a crowd of people enjoying live music again. Yeah. And like, to come uh, home safely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, yeah, I went to a um, footy match, an AFLW footy match a couple of weeks ago. And, and was it last? No, not last weekend, the weekend before. Um, and there was probably only a 1,000 people at a, a punt road. But it just, to be standing at, you know, to be standing at punt road oval watching people running around in a Richmond jumper was nice. <laughs> you know, yeah. like seeing it, I hadn't done anything even close to that for, for three years. Just a, a small 
baby steps into normality at the moment in Australia. It's good. It's good. Hopefully soon we'll get some um, get some local wrestling shows happening again that we can that we can go to. Speaking of local wrestling shows, I did actually see one of those just recently. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a um, uh, an infrequently uh, uh, operated event called uh, Lucha Fantastica, uh, which uh, and hence the hence by the name they uh, focus on the uh, luchador style. Um, I got myself an awesome uh, mask, uh, and and I don't want to. It's not not a not a full face luchador mask. It's for the the neck, nose and nose and mouth. Hence, uh, you know, it's very ward, cool. off, ward off the virus mask, but with an awesome uh, luchador symbol on the front. It's not really great for this kind of warm time of year as it is at the moment here in Melbourne. But uh, anyway, I got one and I like it. Anyway, and uh, I had a, I had a very very enjoyable time seeing um, uh, a, a couple of the uh, regulars in the scene uh, who were unmistakably uh, identifiable, even even in there mask get up uh, do you want to do you want to name names do you want to out any of the oh see so yeah um uh sid uh what's his name the the jurassic punk sid was oh, there jurassic um, punk's great yeah uh and he was a um he was the creature from the deep um <laughs> and uh and uh, uh ug caveman ug was oh, i love um, caveman ug as well yeah he's brilliant uh he was uh he was a werewolf uh nice uh i i i didn't uh, oh and, and and the other member of the um the the jurassic uh, faction that they're in um um ah that old thing about forgetting names again anyway um jungle boy no no <laughs> uh no 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 um uh, Ugg and and sid uh when, when they were in a, in a in a in a faction uh they had a um a female partner and oh, I know her name was anyway. She was there. She was awesome too. Um, it comes back to me. I will let you know. Uh, also, after the event, I didn't realize uh, because I have no familiarity with the TV show. But there is a show um, called something about um, Bachelor or something like that and, uh, happening at the moment. And mm. um, uh, there's an there's a wrestler on there. And uh, he was he was there masked up, and uh, he has a he has a pretty identifiable beard from the other photos that I've seen, and you couldn't see that. So I suppose that's the reason why I didn't I couldn't tell it was him. Right. Um, I'm just looking this up. <laughs> Bachelor wrestler. Yeah. Uh, no, well, I'm not getting anything was, coming up. Or maybe it was uh, Married at First Sight or one of those silly. Ah. Uh, maybe it was Paul, or if you've been watching every episode of. <laughs> Uh, gladly, no, I have not been watching it. <laughs> professional wrestler turned tattoo, blah, blah, blah. That guy. Uh, Anthony, uh, Concotta? Uh, Anthony right. Concotta, does that anyway, sound? Anyway, I, I don't recognize the name, but I, I right. doubt there would be anyone else that would fit that uh, description just, you know, coincidentally. So it's, it's probably that guy who was also part of the show. <laughs> Uh, and it was it looks um, like yeah, he wrestles for awesome. PCW. Oh, there you go. Yep, yep, yeah, cool. So that was super fun, and yeah, um, it's really good to talk about some Australian wrestling on this Australian wrestling podcast that's been going <laughs> for two and a half years. I think we've mentioned MCW maybe three or four times in passing, but um, 
yeah, I would like to do more of that once we <clears throat> get the opportunity to. Oh, dude. Um, uh, well, uh, you missed out. Uh, unfortunately, you and I had had tickets to the previous, the the, the last MCW event. And um, I, I uh, went along and uh, as you would have been if you were able to make it that night, it was a front row seat and it was so worth it. I, uh, I, I certainly will be aiming for uh, front row tickets uh, whenever I can after that because the yeah. experience is so much better than being tucked away, uh, you know, tucked behind a couple of rows of people just no, right I'm there in your face. <laughs> definitely up for that next time we, we do that, um, especially as, I don't know, COVID seems to be, I'm not going to say anything. Every time I say that, a, a new wave of it. Cody, I'm kind of sick of talking and thinking about Cody Rhodes, but uh, he didn't show up in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was like, well, it's definitely a work. And then all of a sudden we had raw air this week and there was quite a bit of Cody chat, um, but really only coming from one person, and that's The Miz, who talked about a distinguished gentleman, uh, no, a dashing gentleman, which was Cody Rhodes, dashing Cody Rhodes gimmick in WWE, uh, talking, uh, sort of teasing that Cody Rhodes would be his tag partner and ended up being Logan Paul, which <laughs> is the most WWE thing I've ever heard. Hey, do you guys want to see Cody Rhodes? Yay! Well, he's Logan Paul. Boo! Um, I uh, I still I'm more convinced now that it's a work after your convincing argument last week and um, just listening to uh, here's my reasoning why things have solidified for me a little bit since last week. Do tell both, both Kenny Omega like Kenny Omega was on uh, with uh, I think it was with Dave Meltzer or at least Brian Alvarez doing Meltzer, a, a doing a shoot interview <clears throat> or you know shoot brother brother interview mm-hmm. and um he the, he just and the bucks kind of made a joke about cody on bta as well this week where it's like i can't imagine if cody Rhodes legitimately walked out on this company that they started together i can't imagine tony khan kenny omega and the bucks making light of it or or being this um cool with everything especially if it only happened last Monday and they're doing interviews on Wednesday and Thursday respectively going, hey, if that's what Cody wants to do, that's what Cody wants to do. That I I can't, you know, maybe that maybe those, the four remaining founders of AEW sat down and were like, look, we can't let it, you know, let's say Cody has actually left. We can't let it show that we're bothered by this because yeah. then we're as bad as WWE. So let's just wish him well tell him he can do whatever he wants, we'll have a united front on this and we'll just move on. Maybe. But I, if that was the case, I, I imagine that they wouldn't talk about it at all. You know, they'd be like, look, you know, that's a matter for Cody. I don't really want to talk about business publicly, you know. Look, you, you, you might be thinking that we should bring this up as a, um, a separate topic, but um, Tony Khan has done yet and put out yet another tease like he loves to do well many many Mm. times um and he's this time he said it's going to be huge it's going to be something no one would predict i'm pretty sure it's going to happen this week um i can't remember whatever else he said it was all all stuff like that and 
so people are thinking, well, maybe it's a, like a new streaming service or it's a um, partnership with them New Japan. Mm. Um, maybe it's a partnership with WWE because that's not something no one would predict. <laughs> oh, don't. No. 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 No, I can't. Um, I mean, this. I feel like this is where this is all heading towards <laughs> is my worst nightmare of Vince McMahon. You just hear that Vince music on Dynamite. No chance. <laughs> you know, Vince runs to the, you know, it's all storms down to the ring and it was me, Khan. It was me all along. Um, I just... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like Matt, the other WrestleWolf, is 1,000% uh, convinced that he's going to WWE. And in a real perverse way, seems to be kind of happy about it. I don't know what the hell is going on <laughs> with mm. Matt over there where he's like, you know, it's not a bad thing to have a healthy WWE. It's like, dude, Cody going to WWE isn't going <laughs> to change anything, no. like, at all. Um I just I, I can't you know maybe these guys are better better dudes than I am but you know surely like, if a good friend or at least a business partner partner has let's be honest fucked you over mm. <laughs> um, you know I mean like I know legally he can do whatever he wants but there's a moral or or just a friendship thing here that like you start something together you would think that you would see it through longer than two and a bit years you know like um. So I'm with you, man. Something's fishy. And it all doesn't. Yeah, so. it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Um, and 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 you know, I don't want to go over old ground like we did last week. But um, the motivation here can only be possibly that he's been offered a fuck ton of money, because it's not. It's seriously not. It's going to be. He can't possibly think it's it's good for business or it's good for his creative um, direction of the, mm. uh, his character. It's not. No. <laughs> Um. I, I, yeah, the motivation. Uh, why would you do that? So, I... yeah, I mean, well, uh, time will tell. Uh, the WrestleMania seems to be the call. Um, but if oh, look, you're and, and on 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 the on WrestleMania, as we were talking about just a minute ago, that segment that Miz was in when he teased Cody hmm. and ended up being Logan Paul. Was versus uh, Rey Mysterio and Rey Mysterio's son. That's what they were they were pitching. Big Dom, Big Dom Mysterio. Yeah, he's a lot taller, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Big boy, well, especially standing next to his dad. Yeah. Um, that's that's for them to wrestle at WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Rey Mysterio and his son versus Logan Paul and the Miz. At WrestleMania, that's a quality match, Paul. I don't know what you're trying to, know what you're trying to say. Don't forget, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn will be on the same card. Oh, that's the other one, Johnny <laughs> Knoxville. I mean, these are these are uh, dark elevation matches. <laughs> oh, um, oh, Paul's getting a phone call. This might be the being the elite alarm. <laughs> oh. That's surprise, the young surprise, bucks. I'm a mark. The, the young bucks have called us, telling us to sh- shut the fuck up, um, stop ruining the gimmick. 
Uh, speaking of gimmicks, CM Punk. Uh, I actually I'd be interested before we get into uh, steps and stuff for for um, Revolution, which is coming up very soon. What have you made of CM Punk's run in AEW? There's been you know not a huge amount of criticism, but there has been criticism out there of like this isn't the Punk I want and blah 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 blah. What have you thought of it? Um. I, I think it's been really well handled, honestly. I mean, what do you expect from a guy who's been out for seven years and is, um, is, is what, is he 45 years old? No, no, he's still 39, I think. Really? I think so, because he's a few years younger than me, I'm pretty sure. He might be 40 now. Hmm, even that would surprise me. Anyway, regardless, um, I, uh, I didn't expect that. Um, oh no, forty-three. They're the same age, basically. Right. So I, uh, I'll, I'll take victory for that guessing. Yeah, game. yeah, you're right. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's doing a little dance. Uh, so uh, what were you going to say? Sam Punk, <laughs> best. It's handled well. <laughs> yes, yes, He's, it has been handled well. Um, ring rust, age. You know, you can't expect him to, uh, to put his body on the line like he used to be able to do. Um, hmm. uh, and if he does, it's got to be infrequently. Um, otherwise, you're just going to ruin the, um, the imaginal, this amazing golden gift that you've got. Because yeah. uh, like I've heard some people talk about recently with, um, when, um, when conversations have come up about uh, how much people's contracts are worth and why possibly Cody's thinking about leaving or did leave um then um people were talking about how uh punk and uh was it danielson no jericho punk and jericho um uh, are are the uh, far and head and shoulders above the rest when it comes to their deals mm-hmm. and it doesn't surprise me because they they attract the audience um but there's a good chance that Punk would have a um, would have it written into his contract that he would take a cut, like a significant cut of the merchandise, because it's basically just printing money. Because he sells yeah. so many friggin' t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, so you wanna you wanna keep that you wanna keep that golden egg, uh, that golden goose happy. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. Um, and uh, so, therefore, there's got to be variety in what he can do. Um, and um, he's, you know, he was, ne- he was never going to come out and dominate everyone. Um, well, you wouldn't want that, would you? No. I mean, I, I, I just think that would be. I can understand why people sort of fantasy book that way because they've been watching Vince <laughs> and and his boys book for the last forty years, and that's what you would do if you were wwe you'd bring him back in he'd beat a whole bunch of people and then he'd win a title and then you know whatever put someone over and late yeah yeah, but this is much more interesting this is you know he is succeeding because he's still the best in the world i mean he's cm punk but he's not as good as he was in ring of honor or even in wwe like you know kayfabe wise and that's a much more interesting story to tell then CM Punk comes in and dominates all these young guys. And then also, just from 
a booking standpoint, him he, he's put over every dude that he's wrestled with. Absolutely, Dar- Darby Allen. Um, uh, uh, the, 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 now I'm struggling to think of who else he's wrestled outside of MJF. <laughs> uh, well, no, uh, Big Will Hobbs. Did he do some stuff with Will Hobbs? He did, right? Yeah, and there was uh, was it um, Lee Moriarty? Or am I thinking of the wrong Moriarty? Uh, well, no, he had a uh, he had a match with. Oh, I can't remember, but anyway, MJF is another one. Um, well, he is, you know, I wouldn't want to see him come in and bury MJF because MJF is the heel, <laughs> like the heel in wrestling for the next 10, 15 years. And CM Punk knows that. And they're telling a fantastic story. And the dog collar match that was announced on on Dynamite last week was a, another great example of that because MJF cut a promo saying that, he was better than Brett in Calgary. He was better than Piper in Portland. And he was better than CM Punk in Chicago. And so Punk this week is like, okay, well, let's see if you're better than Piper. Let's have a fucking dog collar match. I just love that. I just, I thought Dynamite and, and Rampage this week were pristine examples of booking. I just, I, I just thought Tony Khan and whoever else it may be helping him book Bucks. Nobody King, else. Whatever. No one else, no one else remember. Uh, it just did a fantastic job. I mean, every story that's being told at the moment is being told really well. Um, but yeah, this Punk and MJF, like I'm, there was a part of me when they sort of, after MJF beat Punk and they started up again, I was like, oh, I don't know if there's a second act to this story, but they're definitely, I'm definitely into it. Now, I've got to stop second-guessing Tony Khan because <laughs> he always delivers. But a dog collar match at Revolution, is that uh, you keen? You keen on that? Well, look, first thing I've got to say is that um, I am very impressed at how well this has been built up. Um, there, there was a... A period there where I, I was wondering why they added that little storyline for a bit where uh, Max came out and said, you know, I'm bored with this now. I'm going to focus on getting the Ws so I can become the world champ. And it's like, oh, hang on. What happened to this feud? It was good. Mm. Mm. Um, but the, and it was, then, you know, you look back on that and go, beautiful. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, because they obviously, you know, everyone who's involved in AEW, obviously all they do, and it's a really simple writing tool, is write things down on cards and put them up on a wall so they know where the story's going, (laughs) you know, like four, eight, 12 weeks in advance. But people talk about AEW like they're these, you know, Machiavellian masterminds who like and I mean it works because you you look at things in the past you're like oh they reference this and blah blah mm-hmm. they're very good at it but it is really just what all good writers do which is plan <laughs> <laughs> they they have a plan and they write to that plan mm-hmm. um, and obviously um, at the Fed that um, you can try and do that as much as you you want but there's a crazy old man walking around the, yeah. the all the ideas get thrown out fucks it all up. half yeah. an hour before the show yeah exactly <laughs> um two men who are very very 
uh, well versed in the language of Vince McMahon are John Moxley and Daniel Bryan, uh, and they they cut some pretty sick promos on Dynamite as well. I um, I really I, I I'm I don't know what this Mox and Bryan thing is. I, I think there might be a super faction down the road, including Sam Punk with these two. But that does seem a bit WWE to me to have like a sort of all powerful heel <laughs> faction. Um, I mean, I'd be interested to see what they do with it. But um, yeah, I, I I did like Mox sort of saying, um, you know, I can't be in a team with you until I fight you. That that very until, much until until we bleed together. Yeah, that's a bit like I mean, that's true to Mox's character, but. Mm. Uh, do you have any idea what's where you know where do you see this story going? Well, did I miss something on on Rampage? Did did, did they appear on Rampage? Um, oh, not that I can remember, man. But I don't have it down in my notes. Maybe okay. I, I think there was a, a vignette of like sort of summing up what well what happened. But this surprises me a little bit. Then, if there wasn't actually. Um, if there wasn't actually some other step in the process, because I spotted a, um, oh, I can't find it. Oh, well, I'll just have to just describe it from my vague memory. Um, I spotted some uh, matches that had already been penciled in or, or maybe more than penciled in had been booked for, for revolution. And one of them, was Punk and, uh, sorry, Danielson and Mox against another team. So I thought, well, hang on, weren't you supposed to bleed together before you fight together? So um, uh, oh. uh, uh, maybe maybe it was someone's fantasy booking, I don't know. Uh, no, definitely. I just had a quick look at uh, my notes for Rampage again. and No, no I, don't, I don't have anything down here for... I'm just cross-referencing that with AEW's uh, results page as well for Rampage. Nothing for Mox and Brian. Ah, oh, well. Um, New going to be, I mean, is it AEW's Mega Powers? Is that, is that what we're talking about here? Mega Powers? Yeah, Hulk Hogan and oh, Macho shit. Man Randy Savage. <laughs> You've got such a better memory of uh, of the late eighties wrestling than I do, because I suppose I was um, I was more focused on those days in the um, on on the uh, the trading cards and the chewing gum. Oh, dude, I watched so much old wrestling during the pandemic. It wasn't oh, funny. Right. Just like the, it's pretty much the only reason I kept the network was so I could fall asleep to old eighties wrestling. There was something very soothing about it for me. Um, so I went back and watched it, just a buttload of, especially Macho Man and, and Hulk stuff because that was, you know, they were my guys when I was growing up, you know. Obviously Hulk's not great now, but they were my dudes. I was five years old. I loved Hulk and Macho Man. Actually, um, considering Stone Cold has, looks like he's being resur- resurrected and um, <laughs> recently that's that's the perfect word. <laughs> was dragged out of his grave, you know. He was resting in peace. Vincent dragged him out, and and you know, they're they're. It's not it's not a um, it's not a rare move for them to do something like that. 
uh, I, I was wondering, like, how far down on the list do they go before they get to Hulk Hogan? I think they're going to drag him out. <laughs> I mean, Vince is, you know, I will say this for people who do well for Vince. He is quite loyal to them. You know, he has tried to bring Hulk back on a few different occasions since the um, the video Gorka stuff and the video, yeah. and and it hasn't gone down very well. But he knows that there's no WWE without Hulk Hogan. Yeah. But uh, God, who knows, man? I mean, the, during the pandemic, they had Rick Flair managing his daughter, and still essentially. <laughs> playing the playboy guy like he was hooking up with um oh what's her name the charlotte you book when you can't book charlotte um no everyone knows who i'm talking about the blonde all-american girl um so yeah it would not surprise me to see hulk hogan walk down the ramp at wrestlemania and wrestle roman reigns (laughs) (laughs) um aw have a legitimate um feud for their uh heavyweight belt uh adam uh well the two adams adam page and adam cole had uh, a fantastic um face-to-face in the ring on dynamite uh if you've watched any New Japan or Ring of Honor in the past, you would have been excited about this. Even just as an AEW fan, this was exciting to see Adam Cole step into into the heavyweight title picture. But both, I thought both of these guys killed it. I genuinely think that Hangman Page is really underrated. Even on the mic, I, I feel like he cops a little bit of stick for that. But um, I, I, at this point in Dynamite, I'm like, is this the best Dynamite ever? It was a damn good episode. That's for that's for sure. Hmm. Um, I I I couldn't help think that this is too soon. Like uh, he hasn't he hasn't had the belt for that long, and they're potentially they're potentially going to give um, Adam Cole his first loss, or he's going to lose his belt. Like either either option doesn't seem to work. I'm surprised that they're doing it. But uh, you know, I, I'm surprised with a lot of a lot of uh, the the movements uh, in in previous weeks, and I've been satisfied. So, bring it on. Yeah, there is a tendency for uh, AW to book over multiple events with these kind of things as well, though. So I wouldn't discount, you know, Page maybe winning um, and, and Cole coming back. And challenging again, or vice versa. You, you know, know what? Like- I, ju- I just, I just listened to, uh, I just re-listened to myself saying those words, and I, and I, and I feel like I'm just repeating the same thing I said when um, Danielson wrestled him, and he was going to take, he was going to suffer his first loss. Hmm. Um, uh, did I say W? I'm, okay, yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean Cold get his W because he's only had w's uh what i meant was suffer his first loss and that's what uh that was what i was worried about with danielson i was thinking this is too soon for for page to ha- have a to to lose the belt but conversely it doesn't seem right timing for danielson to, to lose either and what do they do 60 minute draw i'm like oh jesus i mean amazing match yeah but then it sort of lost 
um, lost, uh, I don't know, something, there was something in the air, something in the, it just seemed to lose a bit of his soul. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, yeah. I, I felt that way about the match and, and kind of um, got howled down by a couple of people, not you, but a few other people I was speaking to where I was like, I don't know, man, draw just leaves me hanging a bit. Yeah. Oh, I wanna, actually, I I'm, I'm not talking about that one. Um, uh, that one for the sheer quality of the match, I, I thought, look, okay, I like a result too. But when you when you you've watched just the two guys beat the ever living shit out of each other, and um, and and it wasn't really contrived. Like um, I remember watching a um, what was the stip? It was like a. Um, um, two out of three falls, I mm. think, and um, and uh, there was I can't remember who who the competitors were. Um, anyway, they had the had they had the timer up on screen. It was like ding, 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 and and they they one of them clearly had the chance to get a pin, but they just took their sweet time to make sure it was a draw at one all, like. Right. I thought, oh, come on! They didn't do that. Like it actually was a a really impressive display of in ring work. Yeah, that's true. But the thing, the part about it that I felt that was a bit sort of soulless was the next one, the thirty minute match. Um, like it was good, but it was just I don't know. There was something something missing from it. It was. Yeah, I think the quality of the matches were five star matches. Absolutely. Yeah. My only complaint with both of those matches was like, well. It feels a bit uh, 50-50 booking. It feels a bit WWE when yeah. you're trying to have your cake and eat it too. I know it's not. I know before people jump down my throat, I know it's not as bad as that. But when you're so used to AEW just biting the bullet and giving you a result, it was just with with that, I was like, oh, I don't know, man, just let, pay, let Paige win. Let him go over, Brian. If that's what you're trying to do here, then... But anyway, I'm sure in 12 months' time we'll be like the best thing AEW ever did was make the, <laughs> make those decisions about <laughs> Hangman Page. No doubt, um, yeah. But look, these guys are—I mean—they're basically the the best. I mean, I know Adam uh, Adam Cole isn't that young anymore, but you know they, they are the next generation of face and heel. Um, you know, for the next five years, they'll, they'll be the the baby face and the heel for AEW for the next five years. So I'm I'm super excited to see what they do as main event as the main eventers for AEW. I think it's really exciting. Also, shout out to Adam Cole doing some amazing work with Johnny Hungy uh, on BTE as well. If you guys have checked out of BTE, um, I would I'd get back on it. Mm-mm. It's pretty great. It's only 15 minutes of your time. You'll enjoy it. Uh, also, the Hollywood Hulk, uh, Hollywood Hunk. Um, Ryan Namath, is it? Right, Nemeth. Nemeth. Uh, he does some really interesting, funny shit on BTE as well. Just want to give him a quick say. I don't even know if he's on AEW anymore, but uh, he's on BTE and it's pretty his, funny. His brother, Nick Nemeth, is um, wrestling. Dolph Ziggler. Exactly right. He's, yeah, uh, he actually referenced Dolph Ziggler last week on BTE because uh, he thought a girl was hitting on him at the gym and it turned out that she thought he was his brother. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of young uh, prospects and champions in AEW, Darby Allen and Sammy uh, 
I was going to say Sammy Zayn for a second there. Sammy Guevara <laughs> uh, had an amazing uh, TNT title match. I don't know if there's any moments in this match that you want to point out. I mean, there isn't really. I, I, I there isn't much I can say to do the match justice. I would five star. Is it worth five stars this match? Oh, look, I'm, I think I, I, I um, I'll run with your earlier um, preferences when we started our new branding of uh, the the week on wrestling to to shy away from. Uh, ratings, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick <laughs> stick with that. <laughs> but um, I mean, in the Meltzer sense of the the word. <laughs> well, it wasn't a seven star match in the Meltzer right. sense. Of the word. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> fucking seven star match. Um, no, well, look, it was damn good. Uh, I, Lost for words, you know. That, yeah. those, I, uh, there are things that I've said so many times, so I, I feel like I, I, I don't want to repeat it too much. But they are they are ever reliable as um, great in ring talent that put their body on the line and they do it superbly in a way that surprisingly somehow doesn't injure themselves repeatedly. Mm. Their chemistry is pretty spectacular in ring. There's uh, you know there's certain uh, wrestlers when they work together. Uh, who just shine as as workers together, um, and uh, these two are these two are it. You know, I mean, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart are the, the obvious ones that come to mind for me. Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair back in the old old days, um, and uh, these two aren't that far behind being named in those. Being named alongside those guys, I reckon. They're, every time they wrestle together, their their matches are pretty special. They sure are. Um, and then, really, the only other thing we've got here to, to cover off is um, he kind of got lost in the in the wash a little bit last week. It was a, probably a pretty terrible week to debut. But uh, Switchblade uh, Jay White, the King Switch. Uh, debuted in Rampage and um, got the win against uh, Trent Beretta. He's all over the place at the moment, Jay White. He was on uh, Impact's pay-per-view this week, um, getting a win and then debuting for AEW. Do you know anything about his contract status and who he is actually signed for <laughs> at the moment? No, no, I, I do not. But he's, um, he's certainly um, challenging uh matt cardona and um <laughs> yeah. uh for, for 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 the uh the the man who's got their face in 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 most promotions at the moment uh it's incredible um yeah absolutely actually um that match uh, against trent bretta uh i have not seen but i have heard a lot of people rave about it so i'm really looking forward to watching Great match yeah um and um, there is a match, or there was a match, uh, that he did on uh, uh, Jay White against uh, Jay Lethal. The match, match of the Jays, um, just a couple of days ago in New Japan. Well, in New Japan Strong, which is in the states at the moment. Yeah, right. Um, so obviously, Jay Lethal's got a fairly flexible contract as well because he's all elite yeah yeah it's um 
There's lots of movement. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm almost sure that that big announcement is going to be a working relationship with um with New Japan. It just seems it's more and more like Bullet Club are getting referenced on Dynamite and Rampage, and yeah, I I just can't imagine it being anything other than that. Um, well, um. I don't think so, only because the way that Tony Khan teased it, he said it's something no one would predict, or you know, maybe not precisely those words, but um, this is you know um, out of the blue or whatever, something like that. Now, having said that, when the last tease that he made, um, he, he realized that he screwed it up because he said that um, the, 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 someone's coming in and they're going to slam the forbidden door closed behind them and he didn't think when he first made that comment that the forbidden door was actually first coined i think it was by um uh naito in new japan and uh saying referring to aew being the forbidden door um and or, you know, movement between New Japan and AEW being, being the forbidden, forbidden door. Um, so what Tony was talking about was um, Keith Lee. And he was coming from, uh, well, he was actually a free agent now, but you know, his previous employer, employer was uh, WWE. So not exactly the forbidden door. So to kind of correct that or, um, you know, satisfy the, the picky marks, um, he brought in Jay White. But he clearly wasn't going to slam the forbidden door closed behind him. Right. However, having said that, um, I think he, he's, he's, uh, he's probably um, a bit more careful with his choice of words. Uh, and so um, I'm thinking, considering Tony has said that he's the, he's the owner, chairman, president, CEO, founder, booker, head of creative, um, He's probably going to give up one of those roles. He's probably going to relinquish the, the presidency and he's going to employ the boogeyman as the president <laughs> of AEW. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, uh, I thought you were going to say Eric Bischoff there for a second and that the boogeyman was so much better. Um, yeah, I just a couple of things from the Impact pay-per-view that uh, – Aired on the weekend, which um, you know this isn't a this isn't a paid plug, but uh, Impact uh, have a YouTube membership that's like five bucks Australian a month or six bucks a month or something for their premium membership, and you get every episode of Impact on YouTube and their pay per views on YouTube, every single one. So um, I forgot that I even had it, and then <laughs> on Sunday I was like, "Do you want to watch No uh, No Surrender, their pay per view?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." So Jay White had a match against Eric Young, which he won on that. And then also later on, the Gorillas of Destiny were in a tag team match against the uh, Good Brothers. And then Jay White came down and helped the Good Brothers beat up Gorillas of Destiny. Therefore, Jay White kind of betraying the Bullet Club, but then not necessarily betraying the old Bullet Club. Oh, which he seems to be right. I didn't realize if that the, makes sense. I didn't realize the uh, Gorillas of Destiny had a had Des- Destiny had a Bullet Club allegiance. 
Is that right? They do at the moment, yeah, but yeah. it's the new Bullet Club, not the old Bullet Club. So uh, the old Bullet Club essentially being the elite. Right. Yes, so yes, yes. I, yeah, I felt like there was maybe some AEW crossover there just, with the storytelling. Just maybe? realized, considering the time of day, I have drifted completely into darkness, so I'm going to turn my light on. Hang on. Yeah, I can just see your little, <laughs> your little face there. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe... Um, Maybe there's some crossover between AEW and uh, um, Impact. I was just uh, vamping there for. I was just vamping there for a bit while you turned your light on. Um, yeah, so maybe there's some crossover there between AEW and Impact because that that is a relationship that seems to have completely dissipated. Uh, yeah, since um, Kenny lost the. All the belts, but has there been? There hasn't been a falling out between Scott Demore and Tony Khan or anything like that. It's just they're not doing stuff together at the moment. Not that I know of. I just think it was a temporary arrangement. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, that is everything. That's everything there is to talk about this week, my man. And we all oh, did on. it under forty-five minutes. Come on, we've got to we've got to come up with some better um, uh, predictions for what this amazing announcement is going to be for. Uh, AEW this weekend, uh, this week. What do you think? This week. Oh, so he's doing it on Dynamite this week. Uh, I believe so. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's see if I can find. He, yeah, I saw the statement he made where he was like, it's not anything anyone will be able to guess, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that makes me, but it's the biggest announcement he's ever made, sort of thing. So. I mean, you start getting into pretty wild territory there where it's like, have you signed John Cena? Or, you know, uh, have you <laughs> you signed Triple H? Like, what have, like, you know, that's what I think. When you make hyperbolic statements like that, that's where my mind goes to immediately. Like, is The Rock coming to AEW? Like, yeah, what? Okay. So he's working something pretty big. It'll be done over the next week. It will be massive. And it's not something people expect or think what it is. So, yeah, Shane McMahon. Uh, if it's not if it's not a new well, signing, then yeah. Well, what that, are things that we think it is? I mean, New Japan, a New Japan AW show. Uh, I was thinking maybe to 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 make that more interesting and and to to fit in with his um claim that it's not a lot of people would expect or think of what it is um maybe it's something like that uh for the next the next time new japan holds a tournament all of the matches are going to be are going to be broadcast on aw dynamite like, I don't know, something crazy like that. It could be something like that. <laughs> um, the only other, maybe he has bought Ring of Honor. Yeah. And is starting a third show, Ring of Honor show, and that, that will be like a feeder show. to So he'll get rid of Dark and Elevation and Ring of Honor is the third AEW show. Yeah. I don't see how that. I mean, I, I'm not really so close with the um, the history of of Ring of Honor, and, and, and certainly not the the, the, the recent history, because they've been very closely 
um, attached to their uh, broadcast partner. Um, I can't think of who they are right now, but um, and then well, yeah, Ring of Honor is essentially just three belts now. Yeah. It's the men's, women's, and tag belts, and that's it. And they just sort of tour those belts around. So it's probably not that. And then could, and then could um, it be something to do with AAA, Lucha Libre AAA? Don't see why not. Like um, they, they, they. Uh, Penta and Phoenix appeared in a AAA show a couple of days ago. Um, so they, there's yet another member of the roster that are you know regularly appearing in, or maybe not regularly, but certainly uh, appearing without without um, restriction apparently in um, other promotions. Uh, Here's my here's my guess. This is my guess that for the next all out, <clears throat> he's booked Madison Square Garden. Like he's managed to talk the WWE affiliated Madison Square Garden into doing an, a holding an AEW show, um, and like that that's the announcement. But at the all out, that's when Cody will come back. Okay. And he'll be like, uh, this shouldn't be called All Out, it should be called All In because it's my thing and blah, blah, blah. That, that'll be his, his heel turn. That'll be, or Tony calls it All In and then takes credit for the whole idea and blah, 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 blah. And then Cody comes back and is like, it was my idea, goddammit. I had the belt, I had the bet with Meltzer. Well, look, this um, this opens up a, um, a new conversation that maybe we'll, we'll discuss uh, at another stage. But... Uh, Essentially, what I've been interested in, in over the history of the, the promotion is the um, degree to which Tony's involvement has increased um, publicly. Hmm. Initially, uh, we we kind of maybe might have seen a photo, heard a name, and that was pretty much it. And then I thought he was a member of Vampire Weekend initially. <laughs> that it just was into wrestling and it wanted in backstage, and then, um, and then uh, uh, you know, slowly uh, he 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 became more more present, um, uh, and uh, ended up appearing on screen once or twice, um, and then you know he gets more and more active on his Twitter profile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can't bloody get him off TV. Yeah, and and I'm pretty sure I remember reading or or hearing somebody uh, close to the 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 you know one of the founders uh, talk about uh, how they wanted to uh, remain. Or he, they wanted him, or he wanted him. He wanted he, himself to remain um, a. Off screen, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, n- not be not be a member of the um, uh, the the like a, a GM or, or yeah, any kind of yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, and that was kind of put forward as a reason why a, a, a differentiator between 
WD, WD programming and, and what they wanted to do. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and wanted to focus on the wrestlers and not on the, the authorities. But have things changed? Hmm. Anyway. So you think he's going to uh, announce <laughs> that uh, he's the GM, on-air GM no, no, I don't. No, no, no. I just, I'm just, I was just thinking. Yeah, I just wanted to want to look at that that history of of his of his involvement and how it's how it how it has gradually increased. In, Maybe he does an Eric Bischoff and joins the elite. But the elite's in disarray at the moment. They all hate each other. They don't, you know. That wouldn't make much sense from a story point of view. Mm. I mean, you know, there's things like introduce a, ta- a trio's belt, you know. Could be a tri- yeah, it could be something like that. That's I think not, it's probably more likely to be that. That's not nothing we would expect, you know, nothing anyone would expect. And it's like people have said, oh, maybe they're going to do a, you know, a, 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 they're going to broadcast a dynamite show from the UK. I'm like, yeah, well, it's not necessarily nothing anyone would expect. Like, I don't know. Mm. Uh, I can't. I really can't think of anything outside of it being something to do with WWE, which terrifies me. <laughs> you know, like a like a pay per view with WWE or or something like. But it won't. It won't be because remember, like you know, he did this two weeks ago, and it was Keith Lee. You know, and then <laughs> the other time that I remember, this was when we all thought that fucking CM Punk was coming back, and it was Christian Cage. And like, happy to see Christian Cage, but it wasn't CM Punk. So I think we need to take that into account as well. Is that when Tony says massive and huge, it means pretty cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And when he actually says nothing, that's when it's Sam. Yeah. Punk. Yeah. <laughs> when it's nothing. When you don't hear anything from him, then it's like, oh holy shit, he signed the rock. Like if he hadn't said anything this week, then I'd be like, Well, yeah, the rock and John Cena are coming to AEW and they're a tag team. <laughs> and they're gonna wrestle Mox and Brian Danielson on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> this week, um, this week it'll be I don't know. Johnny Gagano will come out and they're like, "Hey guys, I'm a super happy wrestleman." And Johnny Dynamite, Johnny Dynamite, yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw Ty Valkyrie uh, talking about her end of WWE today, and Jesus Christ! I mean, just when you start to forget how horrible they are, another one of these interviews pops up, and you're like. Anyway, um, that's my prediction, is that The Rock and John Cena are being <laughs> announced. This, they've both signed long-term deals with AEW and they're wrestling Mox and Brian Danielson on the moon. All right. Okay, it might not be the boogeyman, but I'm going to say <laughs> that Tony, yep. Tony was gonna, is going to re- relinquish one of his roles and bring on a, uh, bring on a, well-known, a well-known face, a well-known... Uh, personality in the uh, in the industry that may be maybe dislike Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon, Jim Cornette. Oh. Uh. Fuck. <laughs> Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> I mean he'd be a pretty amazing authority figure <laughs> in AEW seeing how he has spoken about almost every single person in that locker room. I mean, talk about talk about X Pac hate. 
Holy shit. <laughs> All right, I'm settled. All right. Yep, that's yeah, that's let's wrap going. it up. So Jim Cornette, <laughs> you've heard it here first. Jim Cornette is all elite. All elite. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. Our listenership is up again. Not to brag, just to say thank you to you guys uh, for telling your friends and family and kidnapping people and bringing them to your basement and forcing them to listen to WrestleWolf. We really appreciate it. Um, you can help us by rating and reviewing. You know, the drill. This is what everyone says at the end of every podcast. Um, but until next time, brother dudes, may your wrestling be good wrestling. And his name, name is, is Anthony, Anthony. Bowens. <laughs>